Okay, so let me repeat this so that I really understand. So when I say go mode, um, one of the things that I sometimes say is that it's a lot of stuck in the head. And the stuck in the head is what you feel as quite frozen or quite, quite static. Yes. Okay, good. And so then the next thing is that when you are, how you perceive yourself mostly is you have a lot of flow and there's a lot of um, that kind of creative um, embodied experience but you don't experience a lot of the go that's productive and actually uh, useful. But you experience those being stuck in your head in a, in a somewhat static, unpleasant way. And then on top of that, there's the hormonal aspect of the, all the roilings that menopause brings, which further disrupts your feeling of getting stuff done. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's a great question. So, of course, go and flow and yin and yang and all of those kind of things are lenses for trying to make sense of some basic energetics in the body, right? And there's, of course, some dogmatic, you know, things. Some people call it masculine, feminine, which then gets confused with men and women. So if we kind of consider all of that um, and we kind of boil it down to the to the basics within the body so that it's applied to any man or woman who wants to work with it. We can kind of look at energy distribution in the body. And you've probably heard me talk about this before, but I'm going to just roll it all out. So the easiest way to imagine or feel that or understand it is that the cortex of our brain produces electrical energy. That electrical energy goes onto the nerve patterns that have been formed through repetition, as pretty much everything in the human body is formed through repetition. And then that creates neurotransmitters and it, you know, and the electrical impulses and the neurotransmitters flood the body and the things that happen happen. So that's, you know, that that's like a, a very basic way of saying we are electrical beings and uh, our nervous system gets informed by electricity and, uh, and as body, the body gets informed by neurotransmitters. So a human being has a maximum output of electricity per second versus, let's say, a computer who you can upgrade the RAM. Uh, the brain cannot be upgraded at all. Right? You can maximize... Uh, but, you know, what you have by learning how to focus and by learning how to, um, you know, uh, shift where the energy goes, but you cannot produce more. So a large portion of the, of the amount per second goes up for thinking, actually, and then the rest goes up for body function and, and things like that. So that's that's kind of the beginning of understanding go and flow on a bodily without any of the dogmatic aspects. So what that means is that our bodies are um, incredibly efficient in how energy is distributed and where it's used. So because you only have a certain amount, your body will always send it where it's needed most. So for instance... Right now, we're sitting, so we don't actually need a lot of energy down here. And what we're doing is we're speaking and listening and comprehending, 
So the energy goes there to speaking, listening, comprehending, computing, uh, you know, making connections and things like that. So that's where the energy goes. Now, when we get up and we start moving, then the energy goes to, let's say, our hips where we are moving or stomping our feet at all, you know, and there's less required in the thinking domain. So with that said, the body is incredibly intelligent and elegant in sending energy where it needs to go. And the body also is very elegant and intelligent, but that's sometimes very pesky, in not creating new patterns where existing patterns are already built, because that is useless. Right? So what that means, though, is if you've built a habit and it's no longer the habit you want, your, your brain is actively going to go against building a new habit because it's useless and it takes up energy it wants to spend on something else. So with that all said, when we look at go and flow, what we're looking at is um, where is the energy going and how does that build habits? So now we come to a world where a lot of what we're doing is mental, is um, striving forward, going, planning, applying oneself, getting shit done, right? What we sometimes call go or often is called yang as well in the sense that that happens up here in the domain of thinking and intellect. It also is in the domain of seeing and speaking and computing things, and it is often done seated, right? Or maybe standing still or even laying down with a screen, but it's happening here. So every time you do that, that builds a habit, so then your body is more likely, because those are the bigger habits, to send the energy where there is a pathway that's nicely big established. While flow, the open, you know, flowing creativity of creation, so to speak, and feeling and pleasure and enjoyment, typically sits in the areas where sex happens, pleasure happens, um, but also power happens. And movement happens. And so when you do less of flow than of go, your body will automatically, as a default, go to the go state versus the, the flow state. But that's, that's a bit confusing because flow state is also something else. So the, the flowing aspect, you know. So that all said, when you say, when I go, when, when I feel myself in my head, I'm frozen, we could assume that somewhere in there um, you didn't develop habits within the go aspect that actually produced a forward motion. You just created habits that pulled the energy up here. And then that energy isn't going somewhere. And that happens with a lot of people because they don't actually do something with the energy that's pulled. And why so many women particularly, uh, you know, uh, complain about tight neck, shoulders, head, and, you know, and that, that kind of state is because our reproductive organs actually need a lot of energy. And, and, and there has to be quite a bit of downward motion to feel what's happening. 
for pregnancy, for ovulation, for you know, uh, menstruation and things like that. So we have a bit of patterns down you know, in the lower part of the body that should be accessed and can be accessed. And there is energy happening there. So often what happens is when you do a lot of go, a lot of thinking, a lot of screen time, you're actually having to take the energy from the lower body and squeeze it up against its will, so to speak, so you have that energy available for thinking. And you can tell this in many people, not only women, but in women sometimes it, it's very apparent because they can feel that they're no longer, you know, properly connected in the areas where they actually need it. You can feel that tightness, the squeezing, the lower, the you know, the lower body squeeze, the tightness in the solar plexus, the push, even the, you know, the, the chin comes out. Everything gets tight so it stays, that the energy is retained where it's needed. And hence, a lot of the embodiment practices that people do now with us are designed to create stronger patterns and stronger awareness and stronger flow into the lower parts of the body and into the feet and grounding and earth and all of that. So that's if you kind of can feel that, that it's essentially having to do with energy distribution as well as um, habit forming then you can see that um, wherever you are strongest is where it's naturally going. And whatever you don't do so much needs to be um, better developed as a skill. And the frozen part of the being in the head is essentially old habit patterns that you no longer want to access. Which will mean that if you want to have a uh, a kind of a goal that's way more forward-facing or, or if, what would you say, like efficient or effective or creative, then you would have to create new habits. And those habits then have to be um, accessed and developed and repeated based on um, what you want to learn. Right. So that's, so that's then the question. And the only way that you're going to get out of that frozen state into a healthy go state is by essentially directing the energy to that, which would mean creating a practice. Okay, so, so before we go to the practice, I want to say one other thing, which is that in, in the menopausal consideration or any hormonal consideration, what happens on top of that is that, of course, as you um, have a diminishment of certain um, endocrine functions, your body has to work harder to kind of compensate. I read an article the other day in the New York Times where they likened the menopausal state to a car that's um, driving with, with gas, with petrol, um, suddenly only getting sun energy. Right? Because that's what essentially happens. The fuel of your experience suddenly diminishes and you have to change fuel sources, which the body has a very hard time doing. And so the thing that happens, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's hellish, right? I, I, I hear you on that. So that particular thing, the adrenals 
can make up for some of the loss of the sex hormones. So um, while your ovaries might produce less and while you have less via the uterus, your adrenals can actually pick up some of that, the same for testosterone and progesterone. But for that, the adrenals need to be healthy. If the adrenals are taxed, they don't have what it takes to um, actually make up for that. So they, that, that spinning frozen in the head actually pulls from the adrenals, right? Meaning, meaning to maintain that kind of, you know, you know what I'm talking about, that kind of buzzy state, you will have to pull from your adrenals. And then that means, of course, your adrenals have less availability for um, balancing that kind of stuff. And then, of course, there's these famous things like brain fog, you know, and, and all the things that come with it, which to a normal normal human, meaning, you know, somebody who's just going about their business, it's very hard to understand when suddenly you can't remember something or, you know, and that's, that will not make it easier, you know. But supposedly it's a passing thing, supposedly. So with all of that said, what would your practices be? And the, that's, I think, a good thing to consider in the context of how could you create a getting things done uh, mode that is not stuck in overdrive, crazy head space, right? And that's where the lens becomes a bit interesting because there is a healthy flowing go mode, so to speak, right? And there's also a way of staying in your body and still, still getting stuff done. But it requires a lot more practice than just cutting out the body and getting into the head and using all the energy in the head um, instead of you know, keeping a sustainable amount of energy available for the body and for feeling and for the lower body power so that you actually can put your entire attention on something. So the question then is, this is now for you the question, what is it that you would like to get more efficient or effective in? I'm going to give you some general things and then maybe tomorrow when we're leaving we'll be talking a little bit about specific practices. We can hone it some more. But so in general when you feel like you've gotten off course Right? and there's all these swirling opportunities and you don't know where it's going, the first thing to do is to essentially find your, I want to say, spiritual North Star. And what I mean by that, it's not necessarily spiritual in the classic sense, but when it all, then this is why, by the way, I was asking yesterday, what is your legacy? Right. So the legacy, what, what is your heart's deepest dedication that you want to get done before you die or or that you want to be remembered for when you die right what's the thing so that's your north star and then from there um, you'll essentially work backwards into what's already pointing in that direction and what's no longer lined up and so then you say it right 
while you have to make a living doing the things you're doing, the way your body behaves while you're doing it isn't aligned with your North Star. So then that means, can you be in your body different while you're still doing what you're doing? And the answer to that is probably yes, but it might mean that you change your work habits. And um, Alex was asking me, did my, you know, what are my current routines? And I had to really change my routines because the amount of computer work it took and Bonnie was talking about that too, like being on the computer all the time for your business when you, you, you were used to being in a room with people, body to body, right? Those kind of things are very rough on the system because you're suddenly perpetuating modes that you don't want to be in. So you would have to look at, can you work the way you need to work and counteract it after? or before can you because for most of us we can't stop doing what we're doing but I still have to answer emails there's no way around that but I can sometimes right not always of course but I can counteract that with something else and so that's one of the things I had to do where I essentially always do bodily workout or or something after a chunk of email. And then that at least, what it gets me back to neutral. It might not get me, you know, expand it in, in, in my capacity, but it gets me back to neutral. And back to neutral is what you're first counting on, is that you're no longer pulling from your adrenals. You're no longer pulling from your flow. Um, you at least are able to expend that energy and then recharge it. And then eventually you can hopefully actually generate energy or relax your body and have more capacity. So that would be something I would look at is can you, without having to make big decisions about chucking things, can you arrange your life per day differently? So that's one thing. The other thing that I want to mention is when you have a hard time making decisions, it's something that can be trained. You can actually go to the decision-making gym. So how you do that is that you constantly put yourself into the, this is why I'm doing this, into the making of the decision in a very minor way. So I heard we are going to have sweet potatoes for lunch, right? And, um, and probably some greens or whatever. And then you'll go sweet potatoes or greens in your head. You go sweet potatoes or greens. And then you make up your mind and you do that. Doesn't mean you can't go back later for the greens, right? But you constantly challenge yourself to make a micro decision. Have my tea now or later. Um, put the right shoe on before the left shoe. Like, like that micro where you constantly choose. Because that's a, it, it's, a, it's a skill where we often don't want to choose because we feel like, well, yeah. I mean, the best way to, to, to describe it is decision. The word decision comes from a Latin word that means killing something off. 
right? And that's what it is. We constantly feel that when we make a decision, we're killing the other thing off, which is true for the moment, but it's not a permanent death in most cases. And so when you become facile in killing something off, so to speak, right, meaning temporarily reducing your options, that's a major, um, major, major skill towards having effective go, right, is that you're able to go, not this, this, not this, this, not this, this, because that's the allocation of energy towards one thing versus swirling around things that that take away the energy from going places. So you do that in your mind all the time. Tea or coffee, cream or milk. You know, you, and, and you make it so that you pose that question to yourself and then you make a decisive choice. Like I said, you can always go back for the sweet potatoes later. Right? Or you go both. That's also an option. Uh, both. Uh, but which with food, of course, you can do. Right or left, you can't do that because you're going to run into the center median. But, uh, but those, the, the, it's the verbalizing of the choice you make anyway that's like a gym for your decision-making process. Chocolate or vanilla, right? It's that easy because you have those preferences. It's just the other stuff isn't killed off, meaning the energy still is stuck over there. And then that lack of energy, because you only have so much energy per second, makes it you can't attend to that properly. Yes, it takes a while.